Welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast with Gemma and Makala. We're both coaches and entrepreneurs, passionate about teaching you how to set up and run your coaching business, create more time and manage your mind. Because you're changing the world one mind at a time. Hello and welcome to our next episode and this week's episode of the Freedom to Coach podcast, where we're all about helping coaches and giving them the freedom to keep on coaching. And today we have a very special guest, the amazing Karen, who is our LinkedIn expert. She is beyond a LinkedIn expert. She is amazing. So we are so happy to have you here. Welcome. Hello, everybody. It's great to be here. So um, there's a few LinkedIn experts have popped up, um, but I think my thing is just that I've been around for such a long time, right? Like a long time. <laughs> you are LinkedIn, right? Totally. <laughs> and somebody called me the other day saying, you know, help, I'm retired, I'm 60, like five or something, and I can't get into my LinkedIn account and, you know, you are LinkedIn, aren't you? I'm like, no. He's like, I found you on Google. <laughs> I don't work for LinkedIn, which means I'm bound to be more helpful. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, I don't, I'm not actually LinkedIn. I'm an independent LinkedIn trainer. And if people are going Karen, there's a lot of Karens out there. It's Karen Tisdell. Yeah. Yes, of course. Forgive me. I did forget. No, 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 no. Cool. Just, just doing that shout out just in case, you know, just in case people are going, who is this LinkedIn person? Yeah. Karen Tisdell. Cause you know, name like Karen, most unfortunate name there are. um, Yeah. You really want to remember that last name and try and forget the first name really. I love it. Well, before we get tucked into what we're talking about today, which is LinkedIn for coaches, obviously, can you tell us a little bit about you and um, what you do? Um, So I'm a LinkedIn profile writer. Um, I've been running profiles now for 12 years. So I launched my business in 2009 um, as a side hustle while I was on maternity leave. Um, I'd been a recruiter for 14 years. GFC had hit uh, it wasn't a great time to be going back into recruitment. And I had little babies. My husband was like, you know, hey, you know, why don't you stay at home and polish my shoes? And I was like, oh, I don't really think so. So I started writing LinkedIn profiles um, without the support of my husband, who just was like social media, like, Ugh. And um, so he wouldn't pay for the 10 grand website. I mean, maybe I was aiming a bit too high, but that's really what I wanted and, uh, and if I couldn't have that, I wasn't going to have anything. And I just invested a lot of my time and effort on LinkedIn and grew my business. And in 2014, I started doing LinkedIn training as well. So, um, and it's a more than full-time business and it's like your listeners. I'm, I'm a coach. I just happen to coach people on how to use LinkedIn. So that's my journey really. Wonderful. I love it. Which leads us right into... Uh, well, I guess the most important part really of why we're talking about this today. So tell us why LinkedIn for coaches? What I discovered in my own journey is that when you're coaching, the your ideal clients can change, your ideal clients you want to attract, and also sometimes what you're coaching about can change, you know. So you may be a a business coach for a few years and you're helping people to start small businesses and to grow those 
And then things like, um, you know, we'll, we'll have sort of the, what they're calling the great resignation and a lot of people leaving roles in, in 2022 and people sort of really chasing after more purpose. And you might think, well, maybe I could do some career coaching or I could do a bit of life coaching. And so I think coaching leads into other areas. And what I've loved about LinkedIn is that unlike a 10 grand website, um, (laughs) which I I now do actually finally have one, but I didn't have one for a very long time. Unlike a website, every sort of three months or, or, you know, every overnight, you can wake up the next day and just go, actually, this is what the market needs right now. And so I think that LinkedIn is so great because it's a social tool. So you can grow relationships on there. You can grow referral partners. You can attract business. You can post content at no cost to you. But it is also a place where you can continually tweak and change your LinkedIn profile to attract what the market needs. And I think for coaches that's so important because Things come in waves, you know. Um, You might be a finance coach, but there are certain times of the year that you need to have a slightly different messaging. And it it costs a lot of money to shape a website. And once you have it changed, it's it's easy enough on WordPress to go in and, and change a few things. But it's also very easy to break a few things. And suddenly your links don't work anymore and you need to pay hundreds of dollars to a web expert. Yeah, you're nodding. You know, it's happened to all of us. So, um, so what I love about LinkedIn is it's you can do social listening and listen to what the market needs by scrolling through the newsfeed and getting a feel for what's happening in the world and then respond in real time to attract more clients. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. I love that. And for our listeners who don't know you, tell us more about social listening and what that is. Um, so what I think of as social listening is just, and I, it's not an expression I'd use with, um, or I actually normally use outside of unless I'm talking to marketers because it's a marketing expression but I think coaches are really going to get this because coaches are typically high empathy and and high EQ and and social listening is just this idea of um, using a social tool like LinkedIn or Twitter to see what's trending to see what the needs are in the marketplace and respond to that yeah yeah, absolutely. I love it. Oh, it's Wonderful. just getting a feel for it. It's just scrolling through the newsfeed and just sort of letting things ruminate, you know. Yeah. Um, and social listening can also be, um, you know, we're on a podcast now and I think podcasts are where you see the latest trends and, you know, you just know what's popular if you've subscribed to a few great podcasts like this one. And, you know, and you can, well, what are they talking about? And what are people, you know, see, that's all social listening as it's just getting a feel because podcasts are social, Twitter's social, LinkedIn social, and you get a feel for what the, I want to say the word energy, but you know what I mean? Like what the trends are out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And it's really well, one thing I love about you is hearing the beauty of using LinkedIn as a profile, right? And I think so many coaches focus so much on other social media platforms. I think they often forget 
um, you know, what LinkedIn can do for your business, right? Um, yeah. But yeah. I think a lot of people sort of think um, that if they're a B2C, uh, sorry, B2C business, so if they're selling to individuals, they think they need to be on Facebook. And you know what? Hand on heart, I was writing LinkedIn profiles, but I was also on Facebook because I thought, well, why would somebody who's on LinkedIn want a LinkedIn profile? Like surely my market's going to be on Facebook, right? Like you'd think so. Mm. But on Facebook, I couldn't see um, if the people who were engaging with me were my ideal client. I didn't, I didn't know what, it wasn't easy to see where they lived, what they did for a job, um, what their professional interests were. You know, you, you can really sort of get a feeling for them. It's terrible to sort of think that we put, put people in boxes, but we do. And so a lot of your coaches will go, well, most of my clients tend to be women. Most of my clients tend to be this sort of age. Most of my clients tend to be accountants and lawyers or they tend to be um, uh, creatives. Or, you know, you tend to get a feeling for who your people are and who you work well with. And on LinkedIn, every time somebody looks at your profile or every time you create a piece of content and somebody is engaging with that piece of content, you can have a look at them and go, oh, you know, I see that you are this sort of person. You're probably going to be my ideal client. So you can reach out and build those relationships. And you just can't do that on other platforms, you know. I mean, I mentioned Twitter earlier. On Twitter, people aren't even using their names, you know. It's like, I'm like, I don't even know who you are, you know. So it's really hard to gauge whether they're going to be the right client for you. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I'd love to question you about, because for me personally, um, it's starting to get on my irrits, I guess. <laughs> um, so many people are, you know, finding me, friending me on LinkedIn and sending the same generated response. And it's it's so selling. Like every second person, like there's been no engagement, there's been nothing, it's just been add you, sell you this thing, and they haven't even really read about me or what I do. So what's what's your advice about that happening at the moment? <laughs> and it's just getting worse, isn't it? It really mm-hmm. is. It yeah, really it's is. like yeah. the wrong way to use LinkedIn, right? <laughs> So the wrong way. It's it's actually the wrong way to do everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was just thinking. It's it's it's. <laughs> I heard it on a um, um. I heard it on a podcast recently, referred to as leg humping. So it's it's like a dog that's just you know, and you're like, just get off, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just you know, and I. I just sort of think it's just it's this whole everybody wants the sale they want the money right now they want to they want to they know that they have a solution that helps people and that might be a series of programs as a coach it might be um it might be one-on-one coaching or meetings but they know that they can help people and so they think i'm being helpful by approaching this person and i need money so you know i'll kind of you know, say, hey, do you want to buy this? Because they do this. But you're right, that's just the wrong way. We are hardwired to want things yesterday. Um, you know, my husband recently bought a new kettle because both he and our fa- I found 
like we were both standing in the kitchen going, is this old kettle of ours taking too long to boil anymore? He's like, yeah, I think it is. Now, just for context, we live in Sydney and we both <laughs> we both love what we do. So we both work quite a lot. We're like, yeah, yeah, kettle takes too long. So when we got a new kettle, we really liked the old kettle. We just felt it was too slow. Um, so we liked the whole, that like it has a 1950s design and thing, like the bright colour. So we got in exactly the same brand but a new one. And you uh-huh. know what? It takes exactly as long to boil the water. So I think it's just a great example of how over the years we are like, the kettle has most certainly gotten slower. Yeah. And I said to him the other day, I feel like toaster is taking a long time. And he said, don't get, yay. And no, no, we're not buying another toaster. We've been down that. You know, it's everybody's so impatient and I get mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I would love to say that on LinkedIn, you build a great profile and you start creating content and you start reaching out to people and building relationships and boom, you're going to have so much money coming through the door. But that's not true. It takes a while to develop relationships and you need to focus on what you can give. And what you can give is not a, hey, here's my details. Please check me out. And you know, you need to focus on the other person mm-hmm. so we need to treat social like we would an in-person event you know you don't walk up to somebody um you know if you were dating you just thinking about my, my early reference of leg humping you don't walk up to somebody at a party and say so how many children do you want to have and uh, where do you want to retire you don't start those conversations you do the small talk you invest in the relationship you make it about them not about you yeah nurture that relationship over time yeah absolutely um so yes coaches don't um use linkedin the wrong way (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't, don't start pitching nobody likes that instead focus on being the most helpful person in the room absolutely because that's exactly what it's about right being that most helpful person and really going back to your core, especially as a coach and remembering why you're, why you're a coach. And it's because you want to help people. You've got something to help them with. So always remember that. And it's, it's exactly what you said. The same as in-person networking. You're not going to walk up to someone and hump their leg. You can't tell them how you can help them. Right. I mean, maybe you will, maybe you might, I don't know, but yeah, I I guess, you know, I guess there are apps for that these days, right? There wasn't when I started dating, gosh, 20, 30 years ago, 30 years ago, how old am I now? Um, you know, so it's up 30 years ago, I'm 48. So it was a long time ago. I started dating, you know, so, um, (laughs) you know, it's, Yeah, we just need to move really slowly and really slowly when we reach out to connect, but even really slowly with our content in that not here's my offering, Mm -hmm. but instead, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of the coaches listening to this have read the book, The Coaching Habit, you know, by um, Michael Burbay-Steiner, you know, Mm -hmm. the book, The Coaching Habit, and um, I love him. And he says, said like in in his book he said try and get in the habit of embedding knowledge by asking people of everything we've covered today um you know what did you find most helpful and then they'll repeat back to you what they've learned from you and that just embeds that knowledge so I remember reading that book and going okay that is what I'm going to do to all my clients so that it ends with them affirming what they've learned 
I'm putting it in their own words and that will just mean that as a LinkedIn coach, I'm not having to say, so this is how you switch on LinkedIn and this is where, <laughs> you know, I get them to, to deepen that knowledge. And what it gave me was LinkedIn content because people were saying to me, oh, well, of everything we've covered in this hour and a half coaching session, what I found most insightful was that I shouldn't be writing my profile in the third person. I'm like, really? Like that, wow. You know, I just didn't, to me, that wasn't a light bulb moment, but to mm. them it was. And so I started getting in a habit of every time I had a coaching session, I still do it to this day, um, except I've now added to the end of that, um, of everything we've covered today, what was most interesting or helpful? And then once they've responded, I then say, and what could I have done differently? Um, and that might sound a bit negative, but it just, I'm at that stage where it gives me constructive feedback. But what it has given me is it's given me content ideas because every time somebody says something, I've written it down, boom, there's a piece of content. And then I create content around that because if that answers that person's question, then other people have that question too. And you've got to read all my content to get my 10,000 hours of, of knowledge. And if you're going to do that and you're not going to pay me a cent, you're going to be my biggest fan and you'll probably carry my message. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. That's sensational insight there. It really is, especially with coaches who do often struggle with content. So that's, yeah. Yeah, because it is an intangible that you're selling, you know, and um, and so just sharing the how you do what you do, not just what you do. When I can solve all your problems and I can do this and I can do that, show me the how. And and every time you teach client a client something, every time you um, coach them through and help them to overcome a solution, that's a case study and you can change names and change in sort of, you know, details to protect the innocent if you like. Yeah. But that's yeah. a piece of content that somebody else will read that and go, oh, my gosh, I'm in that situation. And if this person is telling me this and not charging me for this, imagine how much more I could get by paying them a lot to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Amazing. I always love speaking to you, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm talking a bit today. So I had a coffee this morning. Is it showing? Feel free to just go, Karen. You're talking too much. <laughs> no, keep going. I love, I love, I love when you speak. I love it. It's amazing. I just learn so much every time. Um, but yeah, can you tell us about um, the LinkedIn, oh, excuse me, um, providing services feature that is. It, is it here or is it coming? Remind oh, me. Oh, no, no, it's here. It's it here. It's been here. here for a few months now. Oh, yeah, okay. it's absolutely here. Okay. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, and it's continually innovating. So um, it's so many new features have come out. Our content um, our creator modes come out, our cover story, which is the option of putting a, a video on your thing, um, and uh, huge innovations in terms of the company page, um, which I don't think are a good thing because people buy from people. So lots of different changes there. And one of the many new um, new ish tools that's rolled out is called Providing Services. Um, now you can find this on your LinkedIn profile under your headline, which is the bit that sits underneath your name. 
um, which if you haven't changed it, the default is just your position title. Underneath that section, there is open to work. And there is open to, and you click on it, and it says open to business. So this providing services feature, I suppose, could also be known as open to business. And it's, once you activate it, so you fill it out, you say what sort of services you're offering and what sort of coaching you're offering and you write a little spiel about yourself. That means that people can find people who are providing services by using the search tools in LinkedIn under all filters. Mm. You can also ask people to review those services um, Unlike LinkedIn recommendations, you have to proactively decide who you'd like to have review you and they review you out of five, um, the three different things, and um, then they can write a little spiel about you and you can have 20 reviews within a calendar year. These, the evolution of providing services is really interesting because where LinkedIn is moving towards and has announced this, it's not speculation on my side, like it's fact, it's going to happen, is they, LinkedIn are creating what they're calling a marketplace. So if we think about Airtasker and Fiverr and um, Upwork, you know, if we think about all of these different things, then we can think about LinkedIn moving to that. So it's going to be that sort of marketplace where people can connect with you and yeah. do business with you. So they can reach out and, and say, I want to have that service. And we're also going to get InPay, what LinkedIn are calling InPay. So InPay is a feature where people can actually make a payment and they can pay you online. So it's a little bit like um, oh, after pay or that sort of thing, um, except it's going to be paying all at once. And it's where people can pay you online and make the whole transaction. So a little bit like, oh, Calendly, that's another one. So you know how Calendly, for those of your listeners who might use an auto booking system, on Calendly, you can pay a premium subscription on Calendly so that it will take a payment. Mm -hmm. That is the future of LinkedIn. Wow. That's where LinkedIn is moving. Wow, right? Like this is going to be amazing because wow. for any coaches out there that have looked at Airtasker or Freelancer because maybe um, they just sort of think that they could get some work there, we know from Airtasker and, and all of those sorts of platforms that often it's a race to the bottom in that you don't get paid as much as you should. LinkedIn is a premium place. And what I mean by that is most people are on LinkedIn have been proven, statistically proven to be you're more educated, you're more moneyed, you're bigger spenders. LinkedIn are going to take a small amount of your profit from this, of course, and who knows how much, but it will elevate the status. It will become, I believe, not a race to the bottom. Mm. Okay. So I, I think it's really exciting. So people have got to check out the providing services tab. Um, and I do believe that for coaches, it's really important that they are proactively 
collecting reviews because there have been rumours that you will only be able to get 20 reviews. In, well, I, you, we know you can only get 20 reviews in a calendar year resets at the end of December and then you can get another 20. But LinkedIn have said that in the future you may not have the option to decide who can review your business. Mm -hmm. And so that's where a little bit like restaurants, you can't choose who reviews your restaurant. Um, otherwise, you'd only pick your favourite customers, right? And so it'll mean that in the future, when we do move to that marketplace model where people can take and make a payment and they can judge you by how many reviews you've got. So I've already collected, I think, 13 reviews or something. And it just means that by the time we're at Marketplace, given that I'll get even more next year, because we're recording this at the year end. So given that 2022, I'll be able to get another 20 reviews. You know, I'll hopefully have sort of 35 or hopefully even 40 reviews. So you know what I mean? The downside of providing services is that not all categories are there. So you might want to say, I do coaching in this specific area. And it's just, that's just not available. You know, so, you know, my service is LinkedIn profile writing and coaching, but they don't have a tab for that. Mm -hmm. So I've listed myself as a consultant and a ghostwriter. Well, I'm not really either, but it's as close as I can get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but I think that's really exciting. I think it's a really exciting evolution of LinkedIn that we're we're just on the early steps of that journey, and we all know that when you get on a trend earlier, it's quite easier to make a big name for yourself. Absolutely, and it really shows where. LinkedIn's moving to or how it is evolving as a platform, right? It, it's really interesting. As a B2B platform yeah. um, and as a B2C platform too, oh, yeah. of which actually, um, so with the providing services, large companies can't do it. Large ah. companies. Yeah, wow. So if you are, um, oh, like, um, you know, one of those really big consulting firms, you know, um, like, you know, um, McKinsey or, yeah, you know, yeah. all of those, like, you know, they're, they're consultants, you know, but you could also say they're kind of coaches, right? Um, but they're corporate coaches. Well, employees at McKinsey who are listed just at McKinsey, they can't list themselves, they can't list McKinsey as being providing services. Mm -hmm. So it's really helping those of us who have coaching as a side hustle or who we're small solopreneurs yeah. or, or small yeah. businesses. So it's really helping small businesses, which, um, which is fantastic. It is. That, that, it's, it's really nice to hear, actually. It's, yeah, that's, that's really wonderful. I'm, so, I'm just so curious of the uh, evolution of the platform, of LinkedIn as a platform. It's fascinating isn't it it really shows how they're supporting it as a platform for coaches right and consultants like it really is shifting that way yeah it is and um what I'm hearing in your voice is 
how refreshing and how lovely of LinkedIn. Gemma, you're really nice. You're a really nice person. I'm maybe a lot more cynical. I think, you know what? You know what LinkedIn are doing? They're, they've got a they've got a five, 10 year business plan. Absolutely. They're going hard at the moment with really big corporates and really big enterprises chasing after advertising dollar. They want your advertising dollar and coaches and consultants. We're in their five, 10-year business plan. They're going to get us hooked onto LinkedIn with using providing services. It's going to be such a great platform for us. And we'll aim to get so much traction from our posts, which don't cost us anything by posts that mean content, which don't cost us anything to put out. They'll build us up. They'll get us addicted. And then seven, eight years' time, they'll go, hey, pay us for content. Or, you know, they'll they'll try and move us to the advertising platform if we want to keep getting great reach or something. That's probably their long-term plan. I don't think they're here to really help us without having an objective in mind. That That's just my call, Miss Cine. But. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, they are a business at the end of the I, day. I, think, I still think are it's really lovely yeah. that they're supporting creatures. <laughs> And yeah, they are supporting us, but I reckon they've got a, I reckon they've got an end in mind on all this. <laughs> of course they do, but I guess yeah, jump on early and utilize it while you can, right? Yeah, Which utilize like, all the free stuff while you can. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like any platform, really. You know, when they introduce something new and people use it, then it gets so big, so income the dollars, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's always easy to be a, a big fish in a little pond for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'd love to quiz you as well, just because you did touch on it a bit earlier, but tell us again why we should always be using our personal profile over our business page. Yeah, so LinkedIn are throwing a lot of money um, in terms of the functionality of company pages. Mm -hmm. um, so articles from your personal profile now are not getting a lot of reach. I don't think it's that LinkedIn suppressing them. I think it's that so many more people are creating articles uh, and by articles I'm talking blogs, long form um, posts, so blogs on, um, on LinkedIn and yet articles from company pages, which you can do now, are yeah. getting 20% more reach. So no. they're being artificially boosted. Um, so you've got great analytics on company pages and you've got all these really great tools and functionality. But I think that it's really unfortunate that LinkedIn are doing that and just trying to get big businesses addicted to the idea of using their company pages and getting all their employees on board and then trying to sell them into advertising. And I think it's unfortunate because... It's called social media for a reason. And I get that we're moving to a marketplace in the future where it'll be an exchange of services for a fee. But I'm more likely to do business with somebody if I know somebody who knows them. Mm -hmm. So if we have a few connections in common, which you and I do, right? You know, we have we have Rachel Madge. You know, we know a few people in common and that makes you feel more like my kind of person, you yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah. it does, doesn't it? So 
what I love about LinkedIn compared to say Facebook is that full transparency of I can see where you're working, I can see um, the, the, the city you live in, and I can see who we know in common. I can see what university you went to, all that sort of stuff. So I really like that it gives me all that data. When you push out content from your company page, it's like, so here's a really helpful piece of content because all content should be helpful and it comes from a logo. We don't connect with logos. We don't trust logos. Mm -hmm. Just look how we're buying these days. You know, I mean, you're pretty young, but I grew up in the Coca-Cola Pepsi war and everybody like listened to the same rock bands, drank the same soft drinks, dressed the same. Um, You know, it was all, everything was all exactly the same. The world is a very different place now. Mm -hmm. And we're all buying little boutique drinks and everybody dresses different and they're all expressing their individuality and we embrace and like individuality and we like authenticity and we like people who know people who we know we like that sense of connection and community you cannot get connection with a logo with a company page if you hide behind your business page and you even hide behind I see a lot of coaches name their business something really great you know and they've got this really great name for their business that really speaks to them and they keep telling their clients all the time this is my company name and and I'm going to push out content from my company page people don't remember that they remember your name they remember your face they want to do business with you people buy from people they trust people I don't trust institutions. Mm-hmm. Was that the caffeine speaking again? Did I go for too long? <laughs> but you know what I mean? I just hope the coaches will think about, you know, if people are listening to this and they've really fallen in love with their company name, that's fine. But remember that every time you ask people to remember something new, something else falls off their head out of their head you know they can only cram sort of so much in and maybe you could just call your business your name you know so like my my business is karentisdale.com you know well guess what my website is <laughs> you know what I mean like it's just affirming my brand it's just affirming that this is me yeah it means I'm building a business I can't ever sell because it is so attached to me it is me so I'm not building a coaching business that I can um, can take to the market and can sell and retire or whatever. That, that's not going to happen. I'm not building an asset here. Um, and that, that's the downside. But it does mean that I've got a stronger brand in the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, well, yeah, that, as usual, we've been chatting for forever and I love it. Um, but if you could leave us, or our coaches and our listeners with one, I guess, your biggest tip or one takeaway from what you would suggest LinkedIn, um, what would it be for our listeners, for our wonderful life creatures, business creatures out there who we love and adore? We love your listeners. What would you tell them? <laughs> not to be afraid to build relationships on platform yeah so 
Something that I'm seeing increasingly is people getting more comfortable with creating content and getting better at writing their own LinkedIn profiles and showing up. And I just still don't see, I see people, I see a lot of people who've got 250 connections who are creating heaps of content and wondering why they don't have any business. And I think it's really important on LinkedIn to put keywords into the search bar or a keyword and then click enter and then click on all filters and go find your ideal clients. Go find people who also sell and service your ideal clients and build up. Yeah, I always say in my LinkedIn training, choose your cheerleaders, you know, go and find your referral partners, go and find people who, you know, you can help them by introducing them to people and they can help you by introducing you to people. You know, go find your ideal clients and reach out with personalized invitations to connect that are not about you and your service, but they're about the other person. And just build those relationships really slowly because, as much as I, I think I've been lucky um, to have been on LinkedIn since the very early days, um, since 2005, and I've grown my business on LinkedIn, I think the biggest thing that's made me the luckiest is the relationships that I have built and invested in. So my one tip would be don't go to the world's biggest networking event and stand on a soapbox and shout at everyone. <laughs> Get out there and start handing out your business cards. Start having conversations, you know, um, and nurturing relationships. Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful way to, yeah, nurture relationships and find your people, right? Find those yeah, people that you want to help. Yeah. Yeah. And, and think about the people... Like I said, referral partners, I think I think most of us, and, and I'm pretty outgoing, and I think that even the most outgoing person, I think, still suffers from a bit of shyness and fear of rejection. So I think there's a lot to be said for fringe networking. And by fringe networking, I mean you don't have to dive straight in the pond and catch that big fish. Just, you know, fish around the edges with the people who are selling to those big fish, you know. Think about, um, you know, the, the people who, yeah, could be your referral partners, you know, and think about supporting their content every time they post content, you know, like it and comment on it and just build relationships with people who are in and around that industry. Yeah, wonderful. I love it. Always such great insight. So thank you so much for joining us here at the Freedom to Coach podcast. Yes, thank you, everybody. Don't forget to leave us a review. We'd love a review, wouldn't we? We would love a review, Gemma. So we would. And right before I go, actually, this could be a silly question, but can you tell us where our listeners can find you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? <laughs> and now I have a website. Now I have a website. So just look me up on LinkedIn. It's Karen Tisdale, T-I-S-D-E-L-L, Tisdale. Um, 
And uh, if you're looking at quite a few Karen Tisdells, um, you can then just refine that search further by, by Sydney or Australia. So find me here um, or check out my website, karentisdell.com. Um, I've got lots of resources on both around how to write your profile and creating content and all that sort of stuff. So feel free to follow, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, you're so welcome. Thank you again for being here. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about how we can give you the freedom to coach, then check out our website, www.freedomtocoach.com.au. Until next time, take care and keep on coaching.